Well, let me please turn your attention today for the time that we have to a subject the Lord has placed on my heart, and it has to do with spiritual warfare, spiritual warfare. We are in a battle today for truth and for the honor of our Lord and Savior. Now, the battle itself is not a new one, uh, but every single generation has had to fight it. And yet, it may be new, and it is new, for every generation of faithful believers. We must take up the challenge that God sets before us individually and personally and as churches. But there's a problem that I have, and I think some of you may share in it too, that we are cowards at heart. And naturally, we prefer desertion rather than duty. And it's sad, but too often it can be true. So what what do we see as the remedy of this? Well, certainly the remedy, as far as a believer is concerned, is to know where we stand with God, to realize our standing in Christ before a righteous and omnipotent God, filled with the Spirit of the Lord each day, resting in the unfailing word of a sovereign Lord, and that we are also to take the armor of God to ourselves for both defending and the offense that is necessary in the gospel. But could I say that all of these things are summed up in persevering and earnest prayer? That has to be said to be the remedy for every generation of believers against the spiritual attack that we are in. James Montgomery wrote in his hymn, Prayer is the soul's sincere desire, uttered or unexpressed, the motion of a hidden fire that burns within the breast. In the book of Exodus, chapter 17, Israel had not been very long out of Egypt. They were thirsty, murmuring, and ready to stone Moses. God opened the rock and water flowed out to supply the needs of the nation. Moses called that place tempt and strife because they tempted and strove with God. But for the Israelites, this was only going to be the beginning of trials. They were not over. They were just beginning. And we note that in Exodus 17 and verse 8, these striking words, then came Amalek and fought with Israel. Moses commanded Joshua to choose out men to fight in that battle with Amalek. And at that time, Moses went to the top of the hill, but he went with the rod of God in his hand. And he lifted up his hands to the Lord. He interceded on behalf of the people of God. And when he did that, Israel prevailed. They were victorious. We learn some things from this account in Exodus 17, and I want to share just two of them uh, today. The first thing that I remind you of is that we are most definitely in 
a spiritual battle, spiritual warfare. The Amalekites were a people descended from Esau. And Esau sold his soul for some beans. And he despised God. The children of Esau have been devoted enemies of the Lord's people from the days of Esau down to Amalek and then from Haman down to Herod. And I suppose every other one raised up by the devil that's pitted against God's people, well, they come to the surface. And the battle rages against every Christian today, determined to obey God and to serve the Lord faithfully. When we think of compromised or backslidden or maybe prayerless Christians really posing no threat to Satan's kingdom, for the most part, just drifting along. So we ask ourselves maybe today a heart question. What type of Christians are we? Are we determined, resolute, and unmoved from our position of doing battle with the Amalek? Or have we deserted our post, even to a small degree? Amalek may be defined in our time by demonic forces that oppose God and his people. But most of those, my friends, we will look at as being outside attacks. The Amalek that we must most be concerned about is the one on the inside. Our old nature. Our old flesh. That which hates everything that God stands for and that his word presents to us. The only answer is that the Amalekite of self must die. And Paul joined the words with Peter, for Paul said, I die daily. And Peter said that I might live unto righteousness. And my dear brothers and sisters, we are in a spiritual warfare and we must acknowledge that. And then in the second thing we learn is we must use the spiritual weapon that God has given to us. Moses held up his hands to God, a symbol of prayer. And it's our greatest weapon. We have a mighty privilege. And the mighty privilege is taking our God and Father at his word and setting before him the urgent need of intervention and deliverance. Prayer is a great and a mighty grace from the Lord because he invites us. He encourages us. Indeed, he commands us that we will plead with him that we will call upon his name. And the Lord wants us to do this for our good. As we do this, the enemy without and within will be defeated. As we resist the devil, he will flee from us. But we have a problem, don't we? And the problem we have is the weakness of our flesh. Moses' arms became weary. And when they sunk down, so Amalek advanced, but Aaron, the high priest, and her, they were with Moses to assist him. What do these two characters represent for us? 
Well, the commentator John Gill wrote this. Aaron the priest may represent Christ, from whose blood righteousness and sacrifice, and from whose advocacy, mediation, and intercession, the people of God received much encouragement and strength in their addresses at the throne of grace. And her, who has his name from a word which signifies freedom and liberty, may be an emblem of the Holy Spirit of God, who helps the saints of God under all their infirmities and makes intercession for them by filling their hearts and their mouths with arguments and is a free spirit to them by whom they are upheld and where he is there is liberty. Yes, my dear friends, today it is through Christ Jesus whereby we have authority and it's through the Holy Spirit's power that we have strength to persevere. Let us, therefore, see the world and the flesh and the devil defeated through our earnest prayer, enabling us each day to walk and to live in the victory of Christ. No, we cannot do this on our own. Without the Lord Jesus interceding for us, without the Spirit of God making intercession for us with groanings which cannot be uttered, we are not able. But thank God today we approach the throne of grace on the blood-sprinkled pathway, on the merit and value and worth of Christ and his glorious work on Calvary and his resurrection from the dead. Friends, we have access today. We have victory today over the great spiritual enemy that is coming against us. Let us, therefore, not shy away from the battle, but rather face that battle head on and trust that God will give us victory through faithful, persevering, and earnest prayer. May the Lord bless his word to you today. Amen.